Greetings, friends, and welcome to this week's Audio Musing. My name is Darian Duckworth, and I am so glad you're here. For nearly a decade now, I have found great joy in writing mostly weekly blog posts on all the good things God is revealing in our world today. This weekly podcast is simply a reading of that post, an audio version of the written musing. I currently serve as a United Methodist pastor in Mississippi and hold a doctorate in end-of-life care. My ministerial passion is companioning individuals and congregations in grief, death, and dying. The views expressed are mine alone and not those of my employer or denomination. My hope is that this somewhat weekly reflection will give you permission to pause and reflect on God's goodness for a few minutes, to hear His voice, and perhaps see Him at work in a new way. Let's jump right in to this week's post. A knife, a glove, and a smiling grandma. No, you haven't stumbled upon a true crime podcast by accident. This week's title is a summary of one of my favorite childhood photos. Before I muse any further, the reasonable next step would be to explain what the title means. I should make every effort to ease your mind about a childhood memory involving potential weapons and cover-up. I should offer context for why my grandmother was smiling. I never liked the word should, so instead let me simply tell you about the picture. And you can see the picture at the link in the show notes for the written blog post. I was about two years old when someone snapped the photo. The fact that someone took this photo makes it even weirder, especially if it were one of my parents or my grandpa. Regardless, my six-year-old sister and I were in our grandmother's kitchen during the summer. I know it's summertime because my sister is wearing shorts, my grandmother's shirt is sleeveless, and there's a watermelon on the counter. Enter the knife. Apparently at grandma's house, if you were old enough to go to kindergarten, you were old enough to slice a watermelon while standing on a chair. I'll admit that my sister seems to be in excellent control of that knife. I do wonder if she were aware, though, that the toddler, also standing on a chair next to her, is seemingly reaching for the knife. Big sisters carry a heavy responsibility. Their little sisters want to do everything they do, even handle sharp objects. Also, her photo was the only one hanging on the wall in the kitchen. Was that some sort of hall of fame where you got your picture framed and displayed after successful cutting of fruit while standing on a balance beam? I'm thankful she's the only one who achieved that feat. As if the picture could make any less sense, on my other hand, the one not reaching for the knife is a yellow dishwashing glove that engulfs most of my arm. What good preparation for full-time ministry. Always be prepared to clean up a potential mess, even if your armor doesn't quite fit yet. On closer examination, however, you'll see that I'm not reaching for my sister's knife. Instead, I'm trying to hand her the other yellow glove. Of course, let's make this whole scenario less creepy and dangerous by giving the girl with a knife a glove to help her grip or cover her fingerprints or who knows what else. Perhaps the best, or is it worst, part of the photo is that my grandmother stands close by, smiling and unconcerned. If you don't know my grandmother, the scene is surprising enough. If you did know my grandmother, the scene really makes no sense because she was not a risk taker, especially when it came to her grandchildren. 
She was hyper aware of our safety and could get fearful really quickly over worst case scenarios. The fact that she is potentially overseeing an elementary crash course in Forensic Files 101 is a mystery that I'm not sure I'll ever fully solve. What I have resolved is for that moment, she somehow knew we were okay. She knew we were safe despite how it looked. She trusted us to keep our balance and steady our hands. Joy overcame risk. And we laugh many years later as much at her smile in that photo as we do at its mysteries. In Psalm 78, verses 1 through 3, we hear these words. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our ancestors have told us. When the psalmist sang of his ancestor stories, it probably felt a lot like one of Jesus' parables, stories that both did and did not make sense at the same time. Throughout our lives, we experience and witness such stories. Like an old photograph, we can see so much, but there's still a lot of truth that hasn't yet been revealed. The scriptures are full of such photographs. We keep studying them. We keep looking at them. We keep finding joy in them, even when we don't fully understand. I am not advocating for letting children stand on chairs and handle knives. But I do advocate for looking beyond the surface for the source of the smile. I advocate for finding peace in a room of potential weapons. I advocate for seeking out the whole story. And our one true advocate, the Holy Spirit, awaits us in the stories of our salvation to reveal more than meets the eye. Will we look more closely together? Thank you so much for listening to God with me today. To read today's and other musings, learn about Christian yoga, find resources on grief and hope, and much more, visit my website, www.darianduckworth.com. A link is in the show notes, along with a song selection to accompany the musing. This week's music recommendation is Dressed for the Summer by Mark Scabilia. I love Mark Scabilia's work. In fact, his album Seed of Joy was the subject of a blog post from last year, and I listed it in the June Resources for Grief because it was an album that was written out of a time of great sadness and great loss, but it offered such a ray of hope. And this song that he just released, Dressed for the Summer, is full of joy and void of any kind of loss or grief. It is simply like a slice of watermelon on a hot summer day, and it's very short too, so it doesn't take very long to listen to it. I hope you'll take a few minutes to do so, and hopefully you'll be dancing to it by the time you're done, by the time it's done, like I was. Speaking of music, a special thanks to Julius H. at Pixabay for the lovely music we are able to use on the podcast. You can listen to Julius's original compositions at the link in the show notes. I look forward to visiting with you again next week, and until then, all good things to each of you.